Pigeons 420. Mr. Grow It. And Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV. From the Stash Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Do you want to get your hands on the latest From the Stash merch? Check the links below, get the From the Stash store, and go check to see the latest drop. We appreciate all the support, as always, and we will check you in the next epi. And a huge shout out to AC Infinity, one of the best, if not the best, in air circulation in your garden. From smart controllers to tents to inline fans, they have everything you need to ensure quality performance of your garden. Consider checking out acinfinity.com and using promo code the stash 15 to help save a few dollars off at checkout thank ac infinity for helping bring us today's podcast questions here you know that said that actually became really popular we released a q a episode on the channel and it just it blew up so like uh, i think more often you know we're getting requests to do these more often q a so if you guys have questions you want to fire down into the chat right now we'll answer them right now live yeah. yeah, and of course, yeah. because we're over here on Twitch, uh, you can ask anything you like, whether it has anything to do with them beans, whether it has anything to do with where to get them, where it has anything to do with, well, anything, because we can talk about just about anything we want over here on Twitch. So again, if you're on YouTube watching this, join us every week, twitch.tv slash from the stash podcast. But uh, yeah, please, mm-hmm. I see uh, hi, uh, that's, Heiliger. Oh, I Geist. think that's part of the, the, the Turb crew, Heilergeist. Uh, it says, please make an episode about how to keep the monoterpenes from being lost. Waiting a few days too long during maximum flower development and all that nice smell is gone. Too much patience is a curse. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. I think one of the biggest issues that you have with losing those terpenes too fast is uh, drying too fast. Uh, you, you lose them, you know. If uh, you get a fast dry, you can often get like that, that hay kind of like smell. All those terps gone. Yeah. 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 Well, then you're also dealing with, you know, temperature control and humidity. Those are issues too. It's it's the same thing you'd normally deal with, but being very, very crucial and critical on your whole environmental process. Because again, if you're pulling it and it's drying too quickly or it's too hot in that space, your terpenes aren't going to survive. They just won't. The first thing that's going to happen is it'll evaporate and you'll be having that plain, plain Jane, unfortunately, you know? Yeah. So even like end of flowering, Folks will drop their temps, you know, into the high 70s, 78 degrees Fahrenheit, roughly around that in order to try to conserve some of those terpenes. And then, yeah, just what Pigeon says is drying, uh, you know, keeping around 60, 60, 60 degrees Fahrenheit, 60% humidity. That'll help conserve it. Even storage. You know, a lot of people forget about the storage temperature. You know, if you can be around 60, just like drying you're going to hold on to those terpenes more than if you were to be in the high seventies or even into the eighties, as far as storage temperature, they're, they're evaporating. The terpenes are evaporating. So storage temperature is definitely also very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's, it's an under, uh, utilized technique of patience. It's a big thing, but patience only goes so far if your environment's not right. You know, you could be as patient as you want to be, but if, your room is is not optimized for that drying and curing then you're going to potentially ruin your terpenes before you get to the point of curing so make sure you get on that mm-hmm. next question i see over here is uh butter boobs such a sweet um <laughs> uh, boobs uh, for me. over on twitch honestly i'm a combination of both i'm kind of an ass man myself but it depends you know it depends christopher chris <laughs> what's the question <laughs> boobs or butts 
I don't even see what. Question. This is by Swisher. Or this, was is it this, is a, this is a scientific question. <laughs> Take all your, your education and everything you learned from Dr. Bruce Bugby. Bring that into this and give us a scientific explanation of where your answer comes from. Boobs <laughs> 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 or butt. I'm seeing it now. All right. Uh, but uh, <laughs> not all much right. science behind that one. Right? All right. I'm a superficial bastard. I get it. I'm the boobs guy. I get it. All right. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, I like hybrid. Question. I'm a hybrid guy. <laughs> Festy says, I have a weird question about trichomes. My current run is almost done. When I touch the plant, I get a smell. My fingers don't get sticky like I am used to. Uh, it feels grainy between my fingers, like fine sand. The, the trichome production is crazy to add. Didn't see a question in there at all, to be honest. Um, happens but I'll say, is that normal? Um, yeah. that's what I'll say. Is that normal? Uh, you know, everything's going to be a little different. Uh, they, I don't know what week of flower you're in. Um, your finger should be getting sticky. Uh, you know, even like the worst outdoor, you know, you, you're still going to have some kind of trichome development. You know, you've hell, even through veg, you know, trichomes develop through veg. You know, they're only single cell trichomes. However, they're still trichomes. And when you're manipulating and bending, uh, you can often get your the stickiness on your fingers in veg. So um, maybe you're growing cactus and wasn't quite sure of it. I don't know. I honestly have no idea why it would be grainy rather than I've sticky. seen people with like crazy humidity levels where it's way too dry having situations where it's like powder trichomes, man. It's weird. Like the shit falls mm -hmm. off. The, the heads are non-existent and they just uh, aren't there. And then cultivar specific too. I've got a few that I've grown in the past few months that just... The trichomes took a long time to develop, and when they did, they weren't like enunciated. They were there, but almost mids, like you know. But I think it was probably more environmental impact that that, uh, that did it there. Personally, I got a question here about lights. Um, pretty generic. Uh, Mister on tar, Mister on target asks, out of the cheap lights, which ones are the best? Like out of Spider Farmers, Viper Spectras, the Mars Hydro, or should I get Grower's Choice? I got two of the KS5000 for one tent. I don't know what to pick for the others. That's like saying, um, which is the best? Coca-Cola, Pepsi, RC, <laughs> you know, and so right? What do you think? Honda, Toyota, or, you know what I mean? You're, we're, GFC, it's, Chevy, it's like... It's preference at this point. Now, here's what I can tell you, is of all those lights, there is like a, there's like a market level of those lights that'll or a consumer level of those lights that might talk, speak to you. Um, one thing that I particularly enjoy uh, from Mars Hydro right now, which might surprise many of you, is the fact that they're the, oh gosh, one of their models, I can't remember, it's the top one, it's the par with the SE5000 from Spider Farmer, is, uh, has an app. It, the, which one? Like the FC F series? Yeah, FC, that's them. It has an app. And you can dial that shit out on your phone and maybe set the time. I don't know. I don't know what you can do with it, but there's an app. I will say Mars is like, I've been working with them on Rob Vlogs lately and they've been stepping their shit up a lot. All these companies have. There's Consumer not one that driven, I can right? Yeah, because it's us. It's, it's not mm -hmm. us, but it's us as growers because we right. bitch about stuff. We want better product. We're holding these companies to a different standard and they have to do it or they're not going to exist. So when it comes down to which is the best, look at what their par map is. Try to see some reviews. See if you got people who are saying mine burnt out super quick. Not just one person, but multiple. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and try to find a discount code. You can use discount code Rob or from the stash or Pigeon420 or Mr. Grow It or anybody you watch on majority of these lights and save a little bit. And also yep. look for deals. A lot of times they've got specials for different 
certain months where it's a crazy good deal. And that's when you could jump on it and get the best price for decent quality light. And I would, I would even take it one step farther. And if you're looking for an SF or you're looking for an MH, I would go to MH and say, Hey, I just saw SF has a deal on right now that I'm saving about 10% on. What can you do for me? They're the same office building. I like, uh, yeah, they're like, hey, hey, hey Stella, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got Phil here on line one. Says that you guys are running a ten percenter. <laughs> WTF, Mike? They're like, what the fuck? Huh? Huh? Oh like, yeah, right, sorry right. about that, John. <laughs> <laughs> Give him twelve percent. Yeah. So, so, anyways, uh, yeah. yeah right. So, they're all comparable lights. It's what speaks to you, what speaks to your agenda, what speaks to your schedule. The, the whole syncing up to your phone thing is something that as a consumer speaks to me. Less time unzipping that tent and maybe manipulating the 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 the, the watt or the dim or the intensity or whatever. The the less the better. The better. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I like that. I think one that's thing, a couple of things I can add on to that would be, you know, between Mars Hydro, Spider Farmer, and Viper Spectra, I would lean towards their bar style fixtures versus their board style fixtures in order to get that even light spread so um he already listed the ks5000 which is bar style i'm assuming that's kind of what he's targeting but that's one thing to look at the other kind of big difference between the the two would be the diodes samsung diodes some of those fixtures use bridge lux diodes so there is some uh preference we're making their own samsung diodes, so just keep an eye out for those couple things yeah i think um don't quote me, but I think Chilled is starting to do some of their own diodes. A few of these companies are starting to make their own because the demand for the Samsungs are crazy lately. And all that's going to do is drive up the cost for the consumer. So these companies are making very quality, uh, you know, alternative options that work very well, but we don't know until you use them for a few years. That's when you really learn. Because like I even used the um, X3 Ultra and had issues with it. Reason why you pay for shit, amazing customer support. Immediately they were on it. Before I even sent my light, they sent me a new light to replace it and fucking we're like hey send this back we'll take care of it. we're gonna figure out what the issue is like very on top of it one thing with more cheap or affordable lights you may not get as urgent as customer service you may not get as as much help depending with the warrant warrant don't get a warrant warranty mm-hmm. and and that's where you get what you pay for a lot of times if you're gonna have a quality light you may want to spend a little bit more money to get something that's got the extra benefits on the back end in terms of customer service warranty and just ease of mind with your product when you're spending a couple hundred to a thousand dollars for a light, you know? Right. hundred percent. And a, and a very good point actually by Ben GMO, uh, please not another crappy app that will be offline in a few years. That, that is a great <laughs> point. And that's why I think when you're going to be purchasing these lights, don't, don't go get president's choice 5,000. Okay. Go and get, go and get something with reputation behind it. Go get something with a name behind it. Go get That's something that around. you've heard of. Mars Hydro has been around like longer than I have for crying out loud. So it's like, uh, that, uh, that's a joke. My great but, great grandpa used Mars. But they've Hydro. been around. You know, they're, they're not they're not going anywhere, man. Yeah, so same with you like know, Spider Farm. Well, Spider Farm was a different brand name at one point. But mm-hmm. same with a lot of these companies. They've got time in the game. They've had the downs. They've had the peaks and the valleys. They know they've they've heard it from us. So you really got to look at what the company's done over time and not just jump on new technology because new technology is cool. But I see a lot of ads on Instagram for brands I've never fucking heard of that have some like. <sighs> I don't know, man. They're just random Chinese companies and it's not, it's cool, but like I've never fucking heard of them. And they got this brand new technology that's new that no one's ever heard of either. It's like, am I going to risk my garden on that? Do I want it to go out on a weekend when I can't get another light for a week? Like I'm going to go with brands that I recognize. I'm going to go with brands that 
especially a customer service is a big thing for me, man. Like the only reason I ended up doing work with Mars Hydro is I did like a secret Santa thing and I hit them up with somebody else's issue and was like, yo, having problems with the light, da, 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 da. And they were like hitting me up like a crazy ex, making sure that they got it taken care of. And I was like, that's what I wanted. That's exactly what I wanted. Otherwise, I'm not trying to work with any of these companies. And, and Chris Blast, Chill Tech's amazing customer service. HLG, amazing customer service. Price points just a little higher. That's the main thing. But got a next question up here, kind of moving on. King Rit asks, uh, Chris, I'm going to be taking a cannabis biology course in September. I'm very excited. What should I expect or study prior? So I think he's asking me because I took uh I went to Utah State University and took their cannabis cultivation certificate uh, program, graduated from that, passed the exam. Um, so I'm super pumped on that. So I have a little bit of education here when it comes to it. Uh, but basically, I don't know which cannabis biology course you're going to be taking, where it is. It will probably be different from what I took if you're not taking the same thing. But uh, maybe start learning the basics of chemistry. That could help you. Start learning the basics of like soil science. Those two things right there could help you, but for the most part, they're going to have their own curriculum or whatever, <laughs> uh, and you know you'll be able to go through there with probably little to no prep. Good for you. Good for you too for uh, considering that as a career path or even just an educational uh, asset to have in your toolbox because the future is in horticulture in in cannabis horticulture uh, cultivating. Um, I, I think it's. Uh, a smart decision. It's funny. I, I actually reported on this maybe a couple of years ago, a few years ago, and someone asked me, Pigeons, what do you think about getting a cannabis degree? And at the time I was like, I think it's a waste of fucking money. I don't know what you're thinking. Um, because I just didn't see any, not necessarily a need, but I just didn't see an opportunity Demand for, for the advancement. Yeah. You know, there, it was illegal everywhere. It's still at this point. And so, you know, uh, I, I'm, I eat my words. I eat my words because now there's people, there's careers, there's industries that are looking for people with the information because bro science floats around so well, maybe because it's perpetuated by Rob and I continuously yeah. despite good evidence. Um, but it's, you know, to have more people that are educated, they know what they're talking about. That's what's going to help us in the long run because, you know, who's going to be able to spread the word in regards to positivity and awareness better than somebody with an education. Well, especially an education and experience. So like a big thing I've dealt with with people who are in this space and I see somebody talking about how it's uh, John over on uh, YouTube, it's flooded and it is oversaturated, but with a bunch of basic ass busters. Like I yeah. can count on fucking two fingers, the ones that I've met that I'm like, oh, these guys are growers. Oh, their story's real. Oh, they really mm -hmm. grind for it. They made it happen. And, and they're still accountable to someone else. Well, yeah. And I got numerous buddies who've gotten into this space with their Instagram. That's their portfolio. Mm -hmm. Check out my plants. They bring some nugs and they're like, damn, we need something like this because they've got an ROI. It's, it's amazing how it's working nowadays because the market's stabilizing, at least in Michigan. And I'm sure in Canada and places that it's been active, but in new places, it's going to be saturated with a bunch of lames who can't grow. Eventually, those who can and who have a real passion for the plant are going to be able to get into this space pretty easily. The money isn't amazing, but it's a passion job, you know? It, right now it is for people when you see you know dispensaries who are charging onwards of sixty dollars an eighth and they're buying pounds from dispensers or from the commercial growers for eleven hundred nine hundred to eleven hundred you're seeing the amount of profit they're making it's just they're slowly but surely closing down because the consumer is getting more educated so like we just have to really have 
more of us trying to get in this space and not being hindered from it. Getting an education is going to be a great step in that that area, but you need to get experience too. like start growing and do as much as you can and document it, you know, keep it there. That's, in my opinion, a great way to do it. You don't got to be a content creator, but document that shit, you know? That was good. No, was, you, you nailed it. And it's, it's amazing to think how, or see how far the times have come to the point where it's like, not only now is this an industry that's booming, but we have an education system that's going to flood it with talented employment. Yeah, we'll take over the fucking place. The, 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 the shitty chads, not the good chads, and the shitty brads, not the good brads, well, uh, they'll, they'll make it easy for us, man. It's not right now, but have patience, perseverance, and we're going to be able to take the whole industry over because they're going to be like, oh, uh, grower, what, what do I do? H- how much money is that? Uh, what, what, what do you need? Okay, cool. Because they don't know shit. These are guys who are using their 401k and random money that's put into it to try to get in this space. They don't give a fuck. Now we can get into it and take over and do it right. And the consumers can have good product. And, and we can really get to the point where we run the industry how it should be. It just takes time. You know, take some time. What else we got? What's the next one we got on here? Question for Rob here. by uh, Oh, Toki? Smoky Toki? Yeah, Dude, yeah, Rob, when are you going to bring the Hefner robe back? <laughs> I was just worried it earlier. Bounce. Wow, wow. Well, last hmm? time you guys caught hmm? me, well, uh, that was fun. So I had my robe uh, on because I wanted to take it off later. So it was just one of those situations. It doesn't always yeah. happen like that. Timing yeah, was, he was doing charades. Charades. Doing <laughs> charades. Charades. Yeah, man. It's a little different. A little different. Oh, you know? that's funny. That's funny. Do we have another one? What you got? What you got? I, I had to laugh when I read this cost Gen X is just leaving Alibaba out. I, uh... <laughs> oh, I have heard so many horror <laughs> stories from people buying off of Alibaba. If you, if you had a successful transaction from there, congratulations. I mean, there's yeah. so many people. Yeah. That we want to hear your success stuff. story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then th- something fails on them and they try to contact them and like, it's just, it's a nightmare, you know? So yeah. Um, it's a robe from CLTV. Good luck, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Guys, while we, while we, uh, while we sit here, uh, we are doing a Q and A. Uh, seemed to be a quite a popular episode the last time we did one of these. If you have any questions in regards to anything that we do around here, uh, please feel free to uh, throw it in the chat. Huge shout out to everybody who's watching on uh, YouTube right now. I think we got like two hundred and twenty plus people watching right now. Thank you guys for watching we've got a oh, about 170 ish on twitch watching right now shout out to everybody man we uh we do do these live uh, episodes every single week on twitch twitch.tv slash from the stash podcast so if you're watching this on youtube right now we only do it about once a month over here so come on over to twitch it's a lot better of a conversation less censorship more expression and fun and joy and a lot more toking i can assure you that uh we do a live smoke session after with uh, almost all of our guests too which is uh, quite the experience so come impact the conversation over on twitch.tv slash from the stash podcast those are bars it's like you had that written yep. down. so good uh yeah yeah so it's good. on uh, yeah, it's on this blue. Uh, we got another question uh, for Chris. I like that at first time chatters boom like that. And also, thanks, Chris, for the autograph book where he says, hell yeah, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Chris, what's your recommendation on minimum size container for no-till living soil? Seven gallons is kind of what a lot of people would say would be the minimum to run it. I mean, people get away with doing organics, uh, no-till, you know, smaller containers, but the bigger container you get, the easier it is. So a lot of people say at least 10 gallon containers. I haven't gone up that much. I'm up to seven at the max, um, but beds would be better. People say, really say the, the larger container, the better. What do you guys think? Yeah. 
I think overall when you got an organic uh, super soil or soil of any kind, you're looking at like a battery. And a small battery is, is going to work, but it's going to have to be recharged quicker versus a large battery is going to go a lot longer. So if you look at your media or your pot size, like your battery, it's going to take a lot longer to drain your juice, so to speak. So I think, yeah, like when I did my organic run, I did a 15-gallon pot. And it was just more because I didn't want to have to top feed or do any extra shit. You know what I'm saying? It was just easier to, to deal with. I think it depends on the person because you could always go and reamend and, and top feed or do what you want to do. Goblin, if you look at Green Goblin's setup, he's got smaller pots. You know, he doesn't have giant pots, but he's had the same soil for a long time. He's been working it and he has no problem reamending it when he does. I guess it just depends on what your process is, you know? Yeah, people would just say that the, the larger the container, the little bit easier it gets. So, But yeah, there are yeah. people in three gallons or five gallons doing, doing organics, doing no-tills. Thick-ass glass. There's somebody over there, nine-and-a-half-inch super slit donut dual armor cycler, and this dab rig is awesome. I love the functionality, and its small size makes this piece super easy to transport around. They have a huge selection of glass, such as bubblers, bent necks, beakers, straight tubes, and so much more. Check out their website at thickassglass.com, and you can use the discount code THESTASH for 25% off any of their products. Uh, I see one in here for me. Pigeons, do you still bud back build? Um, actually, as a matter of fact, that particular video I did, I do mention that uh, I don't bud back build. It's a process in which you are essentially adding a little more sex appeal or round, say, r like a round fulfillment to those buds it doesn't add anything it doesn't really do anything um other than it's more of just a it's just a sex appeal you know possibly used for uh like dispensaries and stuff like that it's no different than topping your plant so you just you, you snip off the top of the bud and it kind of brings out a fuller bottom rather than bringing more out of the top so uh not something that i practice no and uh probably haven't done it since that video yeah chicks like it yeah. Sex appeal. Yeah. I do it because chicks dig it. <laughs> chicks dig it. Chicks dig it. Uh, yeah, I think it's more support and my ponytail. Like, well, it's like mainlining is a comparable, like one of those arguments is do more stuff to get more from it. It's like, well, sacrificing some of your time is that your your veg time or your efforts you're putting into it, is it worth more of a yield? Are you getting that much more? There's other techniques I feel that you can do to increase yield or get better bud structure. Versus things like that that may take more effort or more time, personally. Yep. Yep. You know, you get to a certain point when you're growing that you're going to want to, you got to change it up, you know? Yeah, 100%. Um, David Jones says, help, just found one of my autos, Hermie, in my veg tent. Is it okay to leave it with the babies being as though they're still in veg and not going into flower for a couple months? Uh, No. No. Uh, if you're noticing any kind of hermaphroditic tendencies on your plants, they got to go. Um, that's the short answer. Anyone else? Yeah. I mean, if you've got pollen sacks coming out and they're releasing pollen, you're just pollinating all your plants, you know? So the, the minute you see, um, pollen sacks start to form with pistols, I would remove that out of the room immediately. So yeah. Prevent pollination. Some people will just try to, you know, clip that piece off. I've seen that too. And then still make it work. The plant, the plant works, but I've always, always seen a few random seeds in the garden and other plants. When I do that, I've done it right. a few times myself and it's like, Oh, I'm cutting you. You're done early. And I've had a few times where it still was decent smoke, you know, and Depend. you're never, you're never going to keep up. 
If you're trying to remove those pollen sacs, you remove one, the next day you got four. You remove those four, the next day you got 12. Then, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's, it's like trying to get rid of dandelions in your front yard, man. It's just a nonstop, it's a nonstop uh, ordeal. Yeah. Would you leave anything to skeet all over the place? Yeah, not gonna. No skeet skeets. No skeet skeets. No. And, and when you get into the point of trying to maintain the perpetual grow, like, you can't run into shit like that because that could slow down everything. Go play with your brother. <laughs> Good dad gang, baby. It is what it is. <laughs> yep. When I've dealt with, with hermying out with, with cultivars before, and I would fight through it and think I'm going to keep it around. And like more times than not, it's not worth it. Just get rid of that shit and move on, man. It's a headache. Yep. Yep. Totally concur. Um, many of those tricks actually slow down flower time. Yeah. Landshark garden. That's, yeah. Great point. Any training, which is what I would consider that in the flower stage. Or, well, I guess if you're doing the taking off uh, pollen sacks in the middle of veg, I guess that's not flower. But yeah, you're prolonging the, the, the veg time. There's going to be a recovery on that as well, right? But yeah. like, unless, like, you know, it's if you've got one plant and you're noticing that you've got some kind of hermaphroditic tendencies, you know, whether it's pollen sacks, whether it's anything, um, then you know what? Fuck, wear out the storm. You know what I mean? If you've got one plant, you got nothing to lose, it's all on the line, play the plucking game, man. And you know what? You're going to learn a lot from it. You know, um, we've all been there in some sense. You know, it's whether just insert that different variable. Instead of pollen sacks, uh, I've had bugs. And I was like, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to try to run this till the end. I, I think I can battle this. I think I can spray them down enough, and whether, whether water, whether whatever it is, I think I can cool the climate. I think I can heat the climate. I think I can brighten or dim the light. I think I can do something. I'm going to try to fight yeah. through this. I can vacuum these bitches, you know, whatever it is. I'm going to try to get through this. I've done it. I've done it. And then, sure, I learned something. What did I learn? Try not to do this next time. Just fucking throw it out and start over. That's mostly what I've learned. <laughs> that's always the case, man. That's always the case yeah. because then anything that happened, remember, you got to smoke that later, right? So you're thinking about this as you're lighting this bowl up. You're like, oh, is that a ladybug I'm smoking? Is that a thrip? Is that a fucking, you know what I mean? Like, don't give yourself art. Is that mold? Is that eh? just whatever. But been there, done that. It's experience. You'll take it as it comes, right? Yeah, that that's a big factor, man. The experience. You got to take time and learn. Somebody asked earlier, and I, I missed who said that, uh, who asked it about when are we going to grow autoflowers? And I believe we all have. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've grown about probably about two dozen autoflowers, and oh, uh, I'm actually going to be doing a new another grow towards uh, in a couple months here. So Didn't stay tuned you, uh, for that. Megan, send you some autos too. Mephisto. 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 Yeah, those, yeah. In my experience, man, of what I've seen, Mephisto has never been a miss. It's always been a hit. It depends on what you like in terpenes. In terms of like end product, always really nice stuff. Even from novice growers who are just getting started, it's like. I think the fact that they're just an autoflower company, like a few others, they're a specialist, so to speak, that may be a reason why their genetics are pretty solid versus others who all of a sudden they have something and boom, now I have an auto version of it. And it's like, oh, what'd you do? Like, how did you make this? And then a lot of times that doesn't turn out as good as what one would expect because it's kind of just thrown, thrown against the wall, so to speak. Someone, uh, how long is the stretch? Was that studios? Yep, Rector Studios. How many weeks is the stretch? Question mark. Three weeks? Question mark. That's the rule of thumb that I like to kind of run it as. You know what I mean? Uh, generally speaking, three weeks from the moment you switch the plants to 12 and 12, 
they're going to stretch. Some stretch for like the first four days incredibly or five days incredibly and then don't stretch so much after that. Some don't stretch a whole lot in the first week and then explode over the next couple of weeks. It's really, it's variable. But generally speaking, I, I, I say within, with it, after three weeks, no touchy-touchy. That's kind of how I say it. So you can train and bend and twist and maintain and kind of organize that canopy as much as possible within that three weeks and then anything after that, it's it's no. So it's rule of thumb always. Not everything's going to act the same. But I think everything with, with growing, that's what's crazy is when somebody says this is just the only way to do it, it's their only experience. That's mm-hmm. all that means. I mean, you mm-hmm. talk to somebody who doesn't have that much fucking experience because so many genetics require different treatment. So many feeding techniques or environments require different approaches. It just really varies, man. And with so many variations out there, you can't say this is the only way to do it because you may do it and get better or worse results by attempting it. It just 100%. depends. I think trying shit is the key thing. You need to have some trial and error. You can skip a lot of it by watching content creators, reading forums, discord, things like that, or Chris's book, seven steps to growing the dankest of the dankest of the dank. That's what it should have been. If I think that it's probably harder to put in the title. Tough <laughs> to sell. Yeah. Amazon <laughs> just would have eh. Amazon would have been like, eh. <laughs> Um, okay. yeah. And the thing, and to, to apply that to stretching, it's like that, the, the, the variables that come into that, it's like how the nutrients that you use would have an impact, like how much nutrients you're using would have an impact. Because when you start to turn those lights off, when you switch from 18 and six, you're now increasing the dark period, right? It's not the amount of light that starts the, the flowering stage. It's the amount of darkness that starts the flowering stage. Because until this point, you had 18 hours of light, six hours of dark. Now you increase the dark. So now all those sugars and the starches that the plant had stored while it would be typically using in that six hour nighttime now has 12 hours to use all those nutrients. So now that's why you see that explosion in growth. So if you're not using any nutrients, if you're using like a miracle grow, or if you're using like a, I don't know, something weak, some people don't even feed during the veg, believe it or not. So I would imagine that those three weeks into flower isn't going to see as much stretch as somebody who had been feeding throughout that period of time and then has something stored for the, for the growth. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Another question here on the YouTubes from Chuck Miller. Does it have to be blackstrap molasses? I have grandma's unsulfured. So it can be any, there's different types of molasses, right? You've got uh, light molasses, medium or dark molasses, blackstrap molasses, uh, triacle. I think I'm, I might be pronouncing that wrong, but those are the different types. Uh, they're just varying color and kind of consistency. You can use any of those. The important part is the unsulfured. So sometimes manufacturers will add sulfur dioxide into their molasses, and that's, it kind of acts as a preservative. So uh, if you're using sulfured molasses, you're adding in preservatives, killing off the microbes, so on and so forth. So having the unsulfured, you're, you're fine with that. Now, I've heard that that using molasses is like a, a lazy feeding method for microbes, and there's better better uh, sources. What's an alternative, let's say, for a carbohydrate to add in? or something that they'd be able to, to munch and that would supply your microbes? Uh, well, I mean, they feed off of composts, you know, worm castings, organic matter. They're breaking down. Um, so that would be kind of better than molasses in my opinion yeah i think that's where hybridizing potentially your your approach people who do the synganic approach you may be able to get a better result versus doing something with molasses some people swear by it i did it for years and i stopped using molasses i'm using mycochum for uh, feeding my microbes luckily because they hook it up so i just have it 
not everybody wants to spend the extra money to do that unless you're using discount code CLTV. But the main thing is feeding the microbes is very important. If you have an inert media like cocoa, you need to be able to, to, to either inoculate that root system or you're going to have to feed and keep it alive and thriving because there's nothing there for it, you know? Yeah, so the, 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 the molasses has carbohydrates in it, right, sugars, and the sugars is going to feed the microbes and it is going to allow them to multiply, right? Um, some of this is going to also have like the grandma's blackstrap molasses, also has like calcium, iron, um, it's got uh, copper in there, magnesium, so it has some essential elements in there as well. So it can be beneficial on, on both of those avenues. And, you know, it's mostly used, you hear about it mostly being used in teas. That's, it's used as a food source, right? So the, the microbes need food in order to multiply with teas. So uh, you're basically extracting the microbes from the, either the compost or the worm castings, feeding it the sugar so it's able to multiply. Then you're diluting it and then adding it into your, your root zone. So it's... Uh, oh, yeah. And That's, then for those of you who are Dude Gross fans, uh, if you're not already on their Patreon, I think you can use a discount on their Patreon and then you get their uh, uh, recharge at a discounted rate. Recharge is another great product too. I used it for a while. They didn't have it at the Gross store for a bit and now they got it back there. But that also does have um, a molasses already in there that's going to be able to feed your microbes, which is cool too. There's other products that, that do that, but that's one off the top of the head that I know of. That's solid. Yeah. yeah. So we're close to the end of the show. I think we'll take one more question and then we do got a little announcements. Some tings. Yeah. 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 We should have been announcing this whole time, to be totally honest. Oh, yeah. Goats donors. <laughs> um, yeah. I just, I see this one and I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, flattered that you would ask me. But uh, Ben Burt says, Pigeons, when using the scrog net, I'm assuming that's what you're trying to say there, should I use two of them, one during veg and one during flower? Um, first of all, uh, I, I am flattered that you would ask me this question. I've only scrogged twice. Uh, I got a lot of my information from a, this podcast, but by a guy by the name of beast coast grower. This man taught in my opinion, taught me not everything, but he taught me, uh, he made a lot of things sink in for me. Take care about children. And, uh, <laughs> taught me how to take care of my children. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, it's like he, he's the one that gave me a lot of the information that I have and that I, that I'm going to share with you today. So huge shout out to him, but use two, but not during veg or, or like it, you know, it, it, you, you grow the plants out, get them big, get them bushy, get them going. And then you apply the net at the later, at later stages of veg, if you will. And then you're going to apply that second net like within the first couple of weeks of flower and to maintain that stretch and bend. Now, again, I, it, go follow Beast Coast Grower. He's on Instagram. Um, is he on YouTube as well? Oh, yeah. Beast Coast yeah, okay. Grower 420, I think, on both Instagram and Good on number. YouTube. Thank you. Thank you. See, and Chris had him on his show, too, and they dove deep into it. We had him over here as well. So between the two, if you're looking for anything related to Trellis, Scrog, we're going to like that. That's your boy. Amazing episodes. Watch That's them like back, back. Put them together. Yep. It's a great one. And take some yep. notes. Take some notes. Mm-hmm. One yeah, more? So what do you think? Have we got one more? Are you... I think, yeah, uno mas, maybe. One more. We had something over here that I was looking at. Uh, totally forgot. Totally forgot. No. Okay. You got yeah. one more here? Quick chat, anyone? Quick, quick, quick. But no. Okay, cool. We do have big news, my friends. Big news. So if you're watching quickly on YouTube, don't forget, we stream every single week we on Thursdays, 2 p.m. Central, uh, 
3 Eastern and 12 Pacific. So come on over, twitch.tv slash from the stash podcast. Come have a smoke with us after the show. Come talk with the uh, the guests that we have and come help influence the conversation because gosh, you guys make me look really smart in the chat. So we appreciate that. Um, but we got some big news. We got some big news. Who wants to go ahead with that? Yeah, so we, uh, we're working on some merch. Finally coming, finally coming. Now, we don't have it here yet because we're still tweaking designs, some iterations, things going on. But the only way to really stay up to date, to make sure that you know what's going on, is to follow from the stash on the social medias. We finally fucking made some accounts. We as in big shout out to Bitches420. We We did it, guys. We did it. From the stash podcast. The actions came from Mr. 420. And and we finally needed it. We've had a lot of times we want to share things. Sometimes I don't feel like I should just share it on my own Mm -hmm. page. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, and put it on our others. So to be able to stay up to date with more of what we're doing, if you're not on Patreon and you're not following us everywhere else, Instagram, man, it's at from the stash podcast. Instagram. We are also on Twitter. Um, you can find us uh, from the stash podcast. Uh, it's pretty much everywhere from the stash podcast on Twitch, Twitter, from the stash podcast on TikTok, from the stash podcast on uh, Instagram. And in a couple days or so, from the Stash Podcast on uh, Facebook. Yeah. Okay. And the yeah, Rub touched on it, but it's you know you can stay up to. We we want to give a little information on our guests. We want to give a little feedback. We want you guys to help direct the show mainly. You know what I mean in terms of guests we want to have or questions that you want to ask or topics that you want to hear from those kind of things. Clips, all kinds of things. So come follow us on Twitch. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Patreon, of yes, course, sir. as well. Yes, sir. Okay? yes sir. We are everywhere. And that's yeah. where you're going to be able to see the new merch when it drops right away. You'll see it later on Twitch or YouTube, but you'll see it the second it's available over on our Instas or on social media just in general. So check that out. And it's a long time overdue. Honestly, I hate social media because they delete us constantly and they're just rude people. Mm-hmm. But and you won't see weed. Okay, guys? Let's be honest, okay? The, 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 it's the visualization of the plant and the, and the weed and the, the bud porn that gets a lot of us, and the hoots, you know, that get a lot of us in trouble. So it's, it's going to be everything in all that does not include everything that you're going to find on every other one of our platforms, okay? That's the thing. Is that we're not hiding anything, but it's just best if we keep things, you know, uh, Shit, I deleted myself on Instagram. I've been for yeah, seven years. But you're back, Didn't though. Even tell me. I'm back so I had to make a new account. Wink. No, I mean, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah, right. My bad. At WatchCLTV, yeah. which is just sad. Wink, can you throw a link for uh, the WatchCLTV? I don't know why, man. I don't it, know why. Yeah, it's a frustrating one. It's a frustrating Dude, I posted, one. They said I posted something that then I just posted one on the new account, and I got it taken down for a story that said that I potentially am showing animals abused or weapons. Yeah, it was a video of me saying, hey, this is our real account. Da-da-da. I'd say nothing about nothing. Oh Unbelievable. <laughs> That's frustrating. But hit that hit that link right there. Go hit uh, CLTV up with, uh, with a follow over on Instagram. And, uh, and then, of course, inundate Instagram with uh, complaints to the highest order that we want to see uh, Cannabis Lifestyle TV come back, baby. We want yeah, to see yeah. them come back. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think uh, uh, that being said, guys. Yeah. Just that's what it is. Big shout out everybody over on YouTube, which is over on this screen. Shout out everyone on Twitch over on this screen. See you guys like, uh, later on or next time. All right. Peace. Peace. Peace.